0: Hey everybody, welcome to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimzeski with Adam Atkinson. Today, we're gonna to do a little feature on natural bodybuilding versus enhanced. And I've been giving this a lot of thought, Adam, since you uh, you mentioned the topic. And I even noticed that somebody, I think his name is Steve Hall. That's who I'm remembering had, had a post on Instagram. Uh, hopefully I'm citing the right person. But uh, th- he kind of posed a question, you know, should you or when should you start using PEDs If you're going to go that route. And this was an exact question that I asked a client of mine who was an 18 year old college freshman athlete. And as a performance athlete, he he had the goal of of also being a a bodybuilder. Matter of fact, he wanted to be a pro bodybuilder. He wants to be an IFBB, Mr. Olympia contending kind of pro and he has really, really good structure. I mean, you can see this kid's frame and, and the ability to build muscle is there. And um, I, I wanted to have this conversation, which he was open to, which is, okay, you're 18. Uh, when is the right time? The exact question that that I mentioned on Instagram. And we settled, and I'm giving him some what I think is fatherly advice, somebody who's been in the industry since I was 12. And I said, you know, your body's not done maturing. You've been training for a couple of years, but you can probably eke out a lot more density and build bone strength and things that that may be important, tensile strength, tendons, that sort of thing, even joint surface before steroids might enable you to load your body with, with weight that you're just not ready for. And that's where you can create a lot of trauma, a lot of injuries. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, really, that's what exactly what I want to do. I want to spend a couple years, see exactly how far I can push it, you know, train as hard as I can, get as strong as I can, then we'll make that decision. And I thought, you know, whew, that's a that's a great call for a young person because I certainly don't have any kind of a, a moral qualm. Matter of fact, I mean, steroids weren't even a scheduled substance before the, the late 1980s and, uh, you know, recreational drugs, who cares, that sort of thing. But I do think, as I mentioned with this client, about the biology and the long-term health effects, even the acute health effects, I think of the psychology and the sociology of why people want to perhaps, you know, go that route. And then also, you know, just the sport itself, the competition, and that even bleeds into performance sports, et cetera, everybody, you know, potentially having the ability to use PEDs. So I kind of want to frame my side of the discussion around those three elements and, and I, I'm wondering what, what strikes you in today's uh, era of, of bodybuilding about that decision-making process. Are you going to, you know, we certainly have a lot of organizations to stay natural, and we we have organizations that don't. And I think it's a little bit more open than it has been in the past. So what's your whole perspective?
1: I think patience is really key, and then I think there are outstanding situations where it, and I had a client I used to work with. I believe he's about 23 to 24 now. He's pretty young and just got his pro card at NPC Nationals. And uh, I was actually uh, somebody who helped him along with his first cycle. Um, he had trained with me for quite a long time. Uh, did I think it was a little early. Yes, Um I don't think there was going to be any telling him no. And I also did have a hunch of, I've never seen a kid so driven. Uh, However, you know, you really have to put yourself in their shoes and being 40 years old, that's sometimes hard to do, to think like a a 20-year-old. But... You know, I really did think they had the drive and determination to keep going with it. And uh, I also think regardless of him working with me or not, he was going to obtain service and use them anyhow. So then it does kind of come down to the, uh, you know, safe use department. I would much rather maybe have him work with somebody like me who might be a little more on the conservative end. Uh, versus him looking on forums and not seeking any wisdom. Uh, so it, it really is person dependent and uh, situationally dependent. I think it really makes a difference with males and females too. What kind of side effects and what kind of lifestyle are you looking at? What kind of division are you looking at? What you know, what kind of muscular development do you have in the first place? How far are you going to really be pushing it to, quote, unquote" quote, make it in your division, you know? And uh, also, one thing I'll always say is genetics load the gun and lifestyle pulls the trigger. Do you have an idea of what your family history looks like? You know, are you willing to stop when certain things that, happen go wrong that should make you stop you know um i i can think of uh, countless people i know who have apnea now because their body weight is so high it's just not genetically able to carry that and yes you can use the cpap and stuff like that but you know that's hard on the heart in the long run and even though You know maybe they don't pass away from a heart attack or anything like that there can't be this complete ignorance that you know it's not shortening your your ticks on the clock to some degree and uh i i think that people really have to consider when you do this that you kind of void your warranty to some degree um you know, and and I think as more research and more, more things come, we're going to find out more things that were probably important for longevity. Uh, but you know, I think there are precautions you can take to make sure that these things don't happen. But but again, you know, anytime you modify a car and put a bigger engine in it, the parts behind it. Typically need upgraded too. Um, so I find a lot of competitors and a lot of people doing cycles. We're we're taking things to negate the side effects of the steroids, and you know you're probably not going to negate all of them.
0: And you are uh, you are full of good metaphors today. So voiding the warranty, I, I like that. First of all, I have known plenty of teenagers and people in their early twenties. All the way back to when I was that young, when I was 18 years old, training in the basement of a YMCA, and I saw kids abuse steroids horrifically, just get massive. They never turn out as success stories. To your point, somebody really young, you're not going to stop them. They get it in their head. And I remember this kid who literally went off to college and uh, you know, started out doing steroids at 16, 17. By the time he was a freshman in college, he'd already had a heart attack. Uh, because of the stress he was putting on his body, I do see people later in life you know as maybe more mature adults physically and emotionally who do things as well as they think to your point you know here's how we can modify risk mitigate risk here's here's what we need to do cycle things on and off um I, I think that can help you avoid some real acute trauma and and you know just biological chaos uh, but at the same time, to your point about just taking ticks off the clock, anything that you're doing to create a more anabolic environment feeds cancer cells as well. You are gonna put a lot of orthopedic stress on your body. You can look at people like Ronnie Coleman uh, and think, you know that could be me if you're gonna if you're gonna have the strength to to lift as much as that, certainly your body has not evolved for that kind of load. But you know, I, I just think that there is so much out there. Uh, to say, here's what you're giving up. You will not live as long. You probably will incur something related to this down the road sooner than later. And if that's worth it to you, then you have to say, okay, what's what's that element that's driving me? And I think it goes into the other two buckets for me. One is competition. I want to win, win, win. I really want that, you know, that title, that accolade. I want to be on that Olympia stage. Or it is the sociology and the psychology of just being more dominant in your physical stature. You know, even if you're not a competitor, I know plenty of people who have done steroids for other reasons just to be bigger, stronger, et cetera. So when, when you look into, before I get too philosophical, when you look into the competitive side, you mentioned even there being a difference between men and women, of course, b- bikini competition and so forth. Um, where Where do you see the culture inside of bodybuilding going in terms of the openness of steroid use and, and how far people are taking it and are they are they remaining perhaps safer today than they were before because it's more openly on the table it's a really good
1: question it was something i was thinking about last night before we jumped on here i Honesty is the best policy for everyone, and I think that people just aren't honest, and I mean that in a lot of different contexts. One, health ramifications, you know, are, we see it all the time where someone passes away, and people want to pitch what they think went wrong and why that person passed away. First, we need to stop doing that. Um... You can kind of form your own conclusions. And if you feel that way, it doesn't necessarily need to be posted on Instagram. Uh, It could have been something this person had in their health history that had nothing to do with the steroids they were on. Um, Secondly, you know, with back to kind of honesty again, you know, I, I know people who have lied to say that they take less than they actually do. I think when it comes down to female physique enhancement, there's an extreme lack of sharing. Um, There seems to be shame in taking more so than there is for men. And uh, it's almost like if you have a great physique, and heck, I mean, Doug Miller has dealt with this as one of the best natural bodybuilders of all time. Um, I've told people once you're the best natural bodybuilder in the world, you're the best, you know, uh, quote unquote uh, liar in the industry, according to you know the people pointing the fingers. So, you know, everyone's gonna try to take success from you, and uh, so there's a lot of hatred towards success and uh, assumptions. So, you know, there. There needs to be more openness, but I think the fact that it is illegal, you know, people do tend to hide maybe their job is at risk if they're open about it. So therefore, there's a lack of being able to learn until we kind of have that honesty component behind it. Um, But I think more and more, we're finding that people are being a little bit more honest about this. Some people are saying, don't do what I did, but On the other end, there might be people who could do that with no side effects at all because people just still can't accept, even with nutrition, how biologically different we are. (laughs) There's still people who say, like, you're a horrible coach if you go at 900 calories. So, like, until we get over the nutrition hurdle with that, we're certainly not ready for the drug component of this yet because that's even far more complex.
0: So you said genetics load the gun, lifestyle, including effort, pulls the trigger. I have had plenty of clients. So I I have helped clients win more than 50 natural, drug-free world championships. And there are a handful of those people who really love the sport. They just really loved the sport, would do anything to make it their entire living. And I said, you are the rare person who could take PEDs and in a couple of years be on the Olympia stage. I mean, you literally have those genetics. One of my clients did that and won twice the Mr. Olympia uh, after winning a WNBF world championship. But still there is the risk and there is that cost you're giving for that. And I'm the first one to say, I don't know if, if I had your genetics, I'd probably make that decision. I mean, the, you are that gifted. If you are the world's best baseball pitcher or NFL tight end, and you could do something that just ensured that and it was legal, but well, I should say, you know, at least it's ethical and allowed in, you know, some organizations, it would be tough to say, since I love this so much, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm probably going to lean into that. But again, different clients have made different decisions. I I do though, think of the genetic limitations most of us have. And when I see people who are struggling as a drug free athlete, and they think, oh, if I just do a little of this, then I can break through. Well, no, there are a lot of other people doing even more, and you still have the genetic limitations that you're going to run up against. So, you know, that's a place where I think if somebody's going to take that step, I would recommend doing it very slowly. Don't give up your health because I think there are some health benefits. You know, we see a lot of women right now getting into premenopause and physicians are less likely right now to try and balance estrogen and progesterone and that sort of thing. And they're just going right to TRT injections like they do their male patients, of course, to a much lesser degree, trying to get up to 50 or 80 nanograms per deciliter instead of 600 to a thousand with great success. Like there there are some health values to restoring hormone levels to a younger, more youthful, you know, physiology. But again, I, I think those steps, besides being, you know, pretty high gravity oriented where you could really consider the potential risks and costs, you know, you can also take those steps very slowly and just see how your body responds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you kind of led into TRT because I think oftentimes people look at that as enhancement, but I've seen some really great positive benefits with my women who can sleep better. And uh, this was actually one of the discussions I had on my uh, daily zoom call with my clients. And I think that, you know, to kind of go into getting closer to closing this podcast, the drug protocols shouldn't just be a sheet of paper. Um, They shouldn't even be protocols at that point. Um, We really need to design these for the athlete, for the client, and really base the decisions around a conversation versus the let's dive in. And, uh, you know, I think there just needs to be more compassionate coaching so people do find the light and do find the right way because I'm very much on the same frame of mind as you where you mentioned your last client who has won the Olympia twice and almost won it again this year. Like he was literally points away. Um, so I know who you're speaking of. It, it, I absolutely would have uh, supported him doing that. You know, I mean, he, he was the guy who was killing everybody in the WNBF, you know, 30, 40, 60 pounds bigger than him. And uh, I, I'd never seen anything like it. And uh, it's just overly that much more important to know your clients and know your athletes. And hopefully they're being authentic on who they are. Some people tend to be a little bit more guarded than most. Some people won't tell you everything. Um, and, And that's really on them if they don't. But, you know, you really have to be honest with your coach and honest as a whole when you go into, you know, talking about this.
0: And I think that final point has to be something that somebody considers internally for a period of time. And I'll go back to me as a young, you know, middle teenager, maybe even through my mid twenties. And I will say, what what kept me away from using Peds at that age was a psychological, almost fortune telling, a look into the future of what I knew I would face after I made that decision, which is, let's say I'm 16, 18, 22, and I decide, okay, I'm going to go that route and I'm going to gain 50, 60 extra pounds of muscle. I'm going to look like those guys, you know, on the Olympia stage. Well, then what? You know, like, let's say I have my career and I do okay. But two, two factors. Number one, it is an already up-and-coming WNBF Pro, and I, I had an, an okay physique genetically, um, you know, I, I already felt a little bit in social situations out of place. You know, like when you are more muscular, when you are bigger than everybody else, you already stand out as that guy, right? And, and some of us want that, you know, p- that's part of the allure. Um, I always felt in some professional contexts, I didn't want that attention. I thought there could be some negative ramifications as well as positive. But I also thought the day I decide to stop, Adam, I know all the effects go away. I mean, you've seen people who have, who have used PEDs for a long, long, long time, and they're still training, working out, and you literally just come back down to that homeostatic norm, maybe even less. It depends on what kind of post-PED HRT programs you're on. Um, but I just thought, you know, would I be okay with that? If all of a sudden I go from 210 pounds shredded to 160 pounds again, I'm still a quote, at that point, drug-free bodybuilder. But like how would how would I feel having once been here and then coming down there? Maybe I would have been fine, but at that point in my life, that was a long-term thought process that at least had me thinking ahead. Well, maybe this isn't the right time. Maybe I should wait. Maybe I should wait. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe I'll do this first. And, and I just I just never wanted that because the, the sociological impacts as well as the health and the biology concerns just were, were never enough to help me pull that trigger. It just wasn't the right move for me. And retrospectively, I would say I made the right call. I don't think that would have improved my life any. It wouldn't have made me you know any better as a competitive bodybuilder in the PED side. But um, in, in your own life, and as a coach, I, I'm curious if you see this, because very much like our sport, often attracts people with eating disorders more than it causes them. We see people who are trying to, quote, fix themselves. They have a, a heavy dose of body dysmorphia. So they think, man, if I just have all these goals, if I'm just if I get on these diets, if I train like these people, if I ha- have that next contest and that next contest and that next contest, I can stay lean. I can look the way I want. Well, the, you know, steroids are going to do the same thing to that more anabolic effect. And I'm just wondering, like I was afraid of, what will, will people come into this arena thinking that that's a way to, quote, fix them, make them better, make them a superhero, and then they realize their life is really no different? Uh, have you ever had any negative impacts from clients or, or just things that you've experienced?
1: Yeah, I think you've you know, we've all had those stories of the clients where, you know, I think when the the excitement of wanting to achieve something and then like once you, the value, once you've actually achieved it goes down. And, uh, you know, I think that happens with a lot of things, whether it be the new car that you worked so hard to get, you know, the value definitely goes down. The personal value goes down once you obtain it. And uh, you see that with fiscally really rich people, too. Um, You definitely see it in bodybuilding. Um, I hope for these people that they find um, other successes in their life. And sometimes people do reach success through bodybuilding, whether it be you know, hopefully it's not based on how they look, but maybe they met, um, a fit partner that they're absolutely in love with. And that kind of distracts them from it just being about bodybuilding. So I think it all depends on directionally what life path, um, happens and kind of how those cards fall for you. Um, But I think at that point, it also becomes really important to be seeking the right things and seeking the right things out of your bodybuilding journey. Um, I can definitely say that bodybuilding did make me a better, you know, husband to my wife, you know, Um, you know, when I stopped prepping, It's so much effort that's available to be put into other places of my life. And uh, to be able to push that hard anytime I'm pushing now doesn't seem like I'm going on all cylinders anymore because I've pushed myself to that point. I think that really poured into my work environment and one of the reasons my business is successful because I feel like I can go harder and longer than my competition can.
0: Yeah, man, a, a lot of wisdom in that. I, I'm going to close by saying, first, a shout out to drug-free organizations who try to create a level playing field for everybody, because within that genetic framework that everybody is competing against, you may find a lot of success there. You know, I certainly built a career out of bodybuilding, um, you know, without ever winning the Olympia or using PEDs. Uh, I know a lot of people also who take that step into you know enhancements which then disqualifies them from drug-free organizations. And I've had to tell them, look, you could have won world championships over here, which on a resume, on your website, if you're a coach, if you're doing things, you know, that's meaningful in your ability to market yourself. But now you're just one of many over here using the PEDs, and you're never going to reach the same level stature-wise that you could have over here. So that could be a reason why you would want to stay natural. For those who do want to move into the enhanced world, like I said, consider the biology, consider your age, consider the risk factors that may be there. Some of them that that could be genetic propensities, as you mentioned, Adam. And then, uh, you know, the last part that you said, just just looking for those successes besides just how you look and perhaps how you place, how far you go. Uh, Those are those are things to be considered, uh, because I, I can't say it any better than you did. Just, just looking for the complete, uh, benefit package, so to speak of what you can get out of bodybuilding, you know, instead of just a win, a win, a win, or a title.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, Adam. Well, again, thanks for such a great topic and conversation, and we will see all of you guys next in contest prep university.